More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So there was a big interview on 60 Minutes where the president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, obviously knew what the questions were going to be. Now, how do we know this? It's pretty clear because nothing caught him off guard, meaning that he knew exactly where the interview was going to be going. I'm sure that was part of the agreement with 60 Minutes to be able to get the sit down interview with the president. And he was asked a question about Hunter Biden. Now, you would think that 60 Minutes uh, would and Pelly would have asked a, a very clear, blunt question about some of the corruption, right? Like, hey, Mr. President, here are some of the facts. This is what people are concerned about with Hunter Biden. This is what he has said about the big guy. This is what has been said in emails. This is what's been said about Russia. This is what's been said about Ukraine. This is what's been said about China. This is how much money it looks like is going into your family. He could have gone to a poll and said the majority of Americans, in fact, believe, Mr. President, that you have profited from your son's business dealings. They could have talked about Hunter Biden appearing to beg a Maryland criminal to mail drugs to an L.A. hotel, which just broke. There are a lot of things that you could ask in a question to the sitting president of the United States of America about a massive issue of corruption. So did 60 Minutes do it? Did Scott Pelley do it? Of course not, right? Instead, you let him get away with the line I've been saying all along. You have to understand, the Biden team, the Biden crime family, they understand what the get-out-of-jail-free card is for Hunter Biden. And what it is, is it's he's an addict. I've been telling you this now for months, if you've been listening to our podcast, that all along they decided to exploit Hunter Biden. They decided that he could do things 
because he was a drug addict that you could then say, go easy on us because you are a drug addict. You can't be mean to him because he's a drug addict. This was the game plan. They didn't care if he died. They didn't care if he OD. They didn't care if he got, you know, too much fentanyl in his system from some sort of drug overdose. And if they did, they wouldn't have kept giving him all of the money that they were giving him to exploit him. That's what a good parent would do. Yes, I am saying that Joe Biden is a terrible parent. I want to make that clear what I'm saying. They saw an opportunity with an addiction to go after money, more money by using their son as the pawn because the son was so stupid and so desperate for his next fix that they knew he would do anything. And then when they got caught, if they got caught, and I'm not even sure that they, that, that they even thought they would be able to get away with this. I actually believe they just think, look, we'll make all this money. The only way to make this money is exploit Hunter's addiction. And then when it does come up, we have the alibi. Who's going to criticize a drug addict? But before I get to that, I want to tell you about my friends at Patriot Mobile. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to what Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left literally lost their mind is now attacking the company. Now, Patriot Mobile is America's only conservative mobile phone provider, and they are a force for conservative values. That's because they take a portion of your bill every month at no extra cost to you, and they fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, and the Second Amendment. Plus, Patriot Mobile saves you, your family, and even your business money. All you got to do is go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them to find out how much you can save. 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation and other discounts by using the promo code FERGUSON. That's 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Ben. So let's go to 60 Minutes. You have an opportunity to ask a very clear question about Hunter Biden. You have documents about Joe Biden being the big guy. You have the majority of Americans believing that the president of the United States of America actually profited from the business dealings. You have emails outlining and laying out so many of these deals so we know all the inner workings of these deals. It's all right there. The questions write themselves. The questions are easy. And 60 Minutes could have asked a question about the facts from the laptop. They had an opportunity in the sit-down to do their job. You ready for this? This is the best the liberal media has on Hunter Biden. Mr. President, if you run again, Republicans are most likely to go after your son, Hunter, once again. And I wonder what you would like to say about your son and whether any of his troubles have caused conflicts for you or for the United States. I love my son, number one. He fought an addiction problem. He overcame it. He wrote about it. And no, there's not a single thing that I've observed at all that would affect me or the United States relative to my son, Hunter. That's it. There's the question. Let's move on. My son's an addict. We're proud of him. He's overcome this. I love my son, number one. 
He fought an addiction problem, number two. He overcame it, number three. He wrote about it, number four. So see, there's transparency. And no, there's not a single thing I've observed at all from, you know, him that would affect me or the United States relative to my son, Hunter. Do you move on from that question? Of course you do, because that's all you have to do. You just move on from this. There's no reason to have a discussion about all of this. Now, Senator Johnson, just two days before this, asked a question to a Democratic Senator Peters talking about Hunter Biden. Right. They could have led with this part of the conversation. Listen. The day or two after Senator Grassley and I issued our report based on U.S. documents, interviews with U.S. persons, our now committee chairman, who's then committee ranking member, issued a press release, said Peters widened response to a Republican effort to amplify Russian disinformation. He said, I generated a partisan political report that is rooted in Russian disinformation. Mr. Chairman, do you want to retract that false allegation now? Now that we know that the Hunter Biden laptop is accurate, that there's not been one scintilla of information provided in Senator Grassley's and my report that has ever been refuted. It was 100% accurate. And yet you, as ranking member of the committee, accused me repeatedly of soliciting and disseminating Russian disinformation. Do you want to retract your false allegation here that you issued in your press release on September 23rd? Um, no, let's just focus on what we're trying to do. Well, I'm focusing on this because this is exactly the type of harm we can do to our political process when you have these big tech companies engaging in political debate, censoring one side of the political spectrum and amplifying the false allegations of another side. Could have led with that question, right? There's just the facts for you from Senator Johnson. Do you retract your false allegations? Of course not, right? Because they can lie all they want. They can lie as much as they want. And when they lie, there's no problem, right? These Hunter Biden revelations clearly look like, I think now, a inside cover-up. Pete Hedseth had to say this on Fox News about the cover-up. And again, 60 Minutes could have asked a question about the cover-up, about the government. You know there are politics inside of any White House. And we know that there are politics inside of this one, so it's no exception. But yesterday after the Post reported that disgraced ex-FBI agent Timothy Theobald was the point man, Tebow, excuse me, the point man for former Hunter Biden business partner Tony Bobolinsky, and never followed up with him about his bombshell allegations. Bobolinsky alleged one month before the 2020 election that Joe Biden was involved with his son Hunter and brother Jim's dealings with a Chinese energy company. A New York Post op-ed argues FBI Chief Chris Wray must explain the suppression of the Hunter Biden investigation. Pete. He sure needs to. Remember when the left celebrated whistleblowers uh, like Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, uh, he oh, was, yeah. it, it, it flowed off their lips. Here we are with whistleblowers. The only reason we know about this, uh, this, this individual, Tim Tebow, is because of whistleblowers inside the FBI who said, look at his social media account. He's a rabid Trump hater, and he's been in charge of both Russiagate investigations and now the Hunter Biden investigation. Tony Bobolinsky was said after he sat down for five hours with the FBI, your future point guy on this is Tim Tebow. Tebow never followed up and closed the investigation without the normal process inside the FBI. 
By the way, why didn't why didn't sixty minutes ask that question? Like, hey, it looks like Tim Tebow purposely um, stopped investigating your son, and are you worried about this and the fact that this was apparently going on, Mr. President? I mean, shouldn't there be some sort of accountability? Right, that would be an honest and fair question. But instead, he set him up to give the answer that I told you they were going to give you. We're just proud of him. He's my son. I love my son. My son is the greatest thing ever. And there's nothing that you can do and or say that will change my opinion of my son who's an addict. And he wrote about it. He was transparent. He made money off of his addiction, not just in business, but then wrote a book about it afterwards. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, 
It, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hunter Biden allegedly begged one of Maryland's most wanted bad guys to mail him crack cocaine to a luxury hotel. The ask was apparently made in a suspicious text exchange found on Hunter Biden's abandoned hard drive. The messages show the first son communicating with someone over several months in 2018. You could have asked about this, right? Like, are you worried about blackmail? You worried about your son being compromised? You worried about what else could be out there? There's rumors of another damning laptop, Mr. President. Are you worried about that and what it says about your business connections with your son? There's money trails. You're the big guy. Are you the big guy? All of these are legitimate questions that 60 Minutes could have asked. They didn't because they already know the answer. Now, they could have asked about the abandoned hard drive, right? They could have asked, like, hey, your son was literally texting with one of the most wanted bad guys saying, "Here's crack. I need crack cocaine. He could have helped the authorities find this guy who was selling drugs that were killing people. And over several months in 2018, asking for someone to be something to be mailed to him under assumed name, he was using Joseph Smith as the founder of the Mormon church. I kid you not. Now, while Biden never specified the messages that what he was asking for, the son is now reporting the person on the other end of those text messages was a 47-year-old panhandler wanted for a September 2021 armed robbery and assault at a liquor store in Maryland. Cops say that this man, Sample, shot an employee at Champions Liquors before taking $10,000. Fox 5 Baltimore also confirming this. Mr. Sample was described as an armed, dangerous, and unpredictable man when he, when his case aired on Maryland's Most Wanted just last year. Mr. Sample is currently incarcerated and is expected to go on trial in November, according to The Sun. This is who the president's son was hanging out with. Hunter texted with the same phone number attributed to Mr. Sample from May to August 2018. Records on the laptop prove person who answered the phone told the Post Saturday it no longer belongs to Sample. The text show Hunter Biden appeared to use Sample to score drugs, but that he was off also often stood up. Man, same thing. I really can't believe you did that to me three times. I'm finished, man. I thought you were the last honest man in the life, the first son said in June 2018 in a text. I'm going to be honest with you. My mother has been on vacation. I couldn't cook nothing up in my house because my mother has been acting crazy lately. The man replied, when you come home, please come to my house. And I don't want you to bring a dollar with you, buddy. Is what he had to say. So you don't even need to bring some money, man. Like I got you, right? We're all good here. I got you. I still have that for you. I promise. Is you going to come and get yours? The person asked Biden. Hunter responded by saying FedEx or overnight mail at post office to guest Joseph Smith. HB 8221 Sunset Boulevard, Los Angeles, California. The Chateau Marymount Hotel. The drugs never arrived, by the way, which left Hunter very annoyed, saying, quote, so you never said anything like you said you would. Why am I talking to you? Later texts show the person begging Hunter for cash to pay legal fees, with the first son responding that he would send $800. Reps for Hunter Biden did not respond to requests for comment. And there's a question you could have asked. But if you got everybody on your side, 
You have the media on your side, which the Bidens clearly do. You've got big tech. Let me remind you, Mark Zuckerberg defending Facebook's handling of the New York Post Hunter Biden reporting saying, well, we were told by the FBI, don't let this story get out there. What we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we, we also have this third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And for the, I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being um, being determined whether it was false, um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. You could still consume it. So when um, you say the distribution has decreased, in, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So there it is. Big tech just says, hey, we, we have these third party fact checkers. We don't decide what's true or false, even though that's what we do every single day. And the FBI told us not to let the story get out. 60 minutes. Hey, we asked him about Hunter Biden. He said he's proud of his son. We moved on. Now, the bigger issue here is censorship. Government censorship at this point should scare the hell out of every one of us. It's not just this Hunter Biden story. It's also the COVID story, right? Have you noticed how quickly the pandemic just got over right before the midterm elections where the president also says, oh, yeah, COVID's over? I, did, I had no idea because a month ago, the dude was wearing masks outside. What happened, right? There's an interesting op-ed in the New York Post that The op-ed was about the idea that we have now a government that is involved apparently not just daily, but hourly, minute by minute, in censoring stories and calling people behind the scenes to silence and censor stories. They said that you should imagine the types of conversations that are apparently happening every day. For example, on COVID-19, They said, imagine Dr. Fauci, because we know they talked with Zuckerberg. Hey, Zuck, this is Tony Fauci, America's top expert on things COVID. The response, hey, Tony, what can I censor for you today? That pretty much seems to be exactly what was happening for years. Top of the list is this new article in the New York Post by the guy named Stephen Mosher. He's a China expert who argues that you can trace the virus back to our Wuhan lab. Oops, I mean the Wuhan lab. Anyway, this is dangerous misinformation. The science tells us it came from a bat. That's what our Chinese colleagues tell us, too. Response from Jeff Zuckerberg. Don't worry, Tony. I'll get my people on it right away. We'll put a false information alert on top and prevent anyone from clicking through to the original article to read it for themselves. We'll show the post what happened to those who write and publish these kinds of crazy conspiracy stories, not to mention who controls the flow of information in this country. Fauci, of course, then would chuckle, right? Because they did what they wanted to do. The above conversation is purely imaginary, the op-ed says. Of course, I really don't know how Facebook received its marching orders in my case. All I know is that it quickly complied. The author is referring back to an article that he actually wrote about the Wuhan Institute of Virology and how the COVID-19, the coronavirus, came out of that lab and why you shouldn't trust the Chinese communist government. And what happened within hours of his article, and that's what he's writing about now, saying within hours of my article, it was taken offline. This was insulting enough both to me and the Post, but Facebook didn't stop there. The largest social media company in the world added injury to insult by wrongly labeling my work. 
based ultimately on decades of study of communist China as, quote, false information. Why do they do this? They did it for one reason, folks. The only reason why they did it. The only reason why they decided it was, quote, false information is because Dr. Fauci said, we need this to go away. The author says, while I was among the first to be censored, I was far from the last. Fauci and others in the federal government were colluding with social media to shape the COVID narrative from the beginning. And this effort quickly expanded as time went on. Anyone, the author writes, who questioned lockdowns, questioned school closures, questioned masking, questioned social distancing, was immediately shadow banned from big tech if their post was not deleted automatically or their account deleted involuntarily by the social media giants who decide who can and can't say certain things. Thanks to a lawsuit filed by the Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, we now know that dozens upon dozens of federal officials were engaged minute by minute in efforts to pressure social media to remove anything they didn't like under the disguise of misinformation or false information. Schmidt characterized this correctly as a vast censorship enterprise. That's how the attorney general described it. And it was an enterprise that for all intents and purposes was directed by none other than Dr. Fauci. Now, before I get into more of this story, I want to say thank you and tell you about our good friends at Legacy Precious Metals. Without them, this show wouldn't be possible. And if you have not looked at gold and silver as a way to protect your hard-earned dollars against what's happening on Wall Street with inflation, it's time for you to call them and get the free investor's guide. Why? Because so many around the world are now using gold and silver, and historically they have for decades as a protection, a hedge against inflation, which is exactly what we're dealing with right now. If you're terrified to look at your retirement account, your 401k statement because of what's happening on Wall Street, that's all the more reason why you should call and get the investor's guide in gold and silver. Protect your hard-earned money and diversify. Call them and get the free investor's guide from Legacy Precious Metals. 1-866-751-2218. one or online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. So what happens if you get censored by Facebook, even if you told the truth? Do they ever apologize or undo their attack on you, labeling you as an expert on infectious diseases, as someone that can't actually be trusted, or do they continue to slander you? That's exactly what an op-ed is asking that was done in the New York Post. Uh, The government censored someone that was a brilliant expert on COVID-19 and its origins from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. I want to go back to this op-ed now so you can hear what the author said after he was attacked by social media. Quote, there was a direct line between the man who posed as America's leading expert on coronavirus and Mark Zuckerberg, a man who controlled Facebook and Instagram, two major conduits of COVID information for the American people. I mean that literally. It turns out that Fauci really did have Zuckerberg's personal cell phone number and he had our numbers as well referring to the researchers 
the thin-skinned bureaucrat who once claimed that to criticize him was to criticize science itself turned out to be one of the chief purveyors of misinformation during the pandemic. Fauci wasn't just wrong about the lab origins of the COVID virus. He was wrong about lots of other things as well. Yet he demanded school closures despite knowing that kids were at low risk from COVID. And he pushed for lockdowns despite studies showing that it would cost lives. He insisted on universal masking despite privately admitting that masks offered little to no protection against COVID and ridiculed the idea that those who recovered from COVID infections would have any level of natural immunity. He claimed that the vaccines would prevent infection and that any effort to focus on protecting those who were at highest risk was nonsense and very dangerous neither of which turned out to be true. Yes, we've come a long way, the author says, since early 2020. We no longer, most of us anyway, lock ourselves in our homes and our children out of school. Companies are abandoning mask and vaccination mandates. Most of us are putting COVID in the rearview mirror. Fewer and fewer people are paying attention to Dr. Fauci, who by all appearances is being quietly shunted aside by the Biden administration. But one worry remains, the author writes, the vast censorship enterprise with social media platforms that allowed Fauci to collude with, if not control, messaging through Twitter, Facebook, and other platforms remain in place. In other words, they learn nothing. And the Biden administration is not at all adverse to using the public-private partnership to stifle free and open debate on questions of vital concern to the country. Just think about the Hunter Biden laptop. Americans should be just as afraid of collusion between big government and big tech as they were of COVID back in the spring of 2020. Such collusion provides endless opportunities to plant destructive viruses in our minds. Viruses to which we have no natural immunity. Now, Stephen Moser, who, is the, who wrote this, is the president of the Population Research Institute and the author of the Politically Incorrect Guide to Pandemics. He wrote this article in the New York Post for the exact reason that I just described, and that is because the government decided to censor and silence him and then label him as someone who shares things that are untrue even though he actually shared things that are true. In other words, he was, in fact, right, and others were wrong. Think about that for a moment. Now, did they apologize for slandering him? No. Did they say that they got it wrong? No. What did Zuckerberg say when he was asked about all this? Not our fault, folks. We're going to blame the FBI, right? The FBI is who we blame for this. We blame them. We were just trying to do whatever we could, right? We were just trying to do whatever we could to make things better. 
We were just listening to the experts. Even Dr. Fauci has had to admit under oath this past week, yes, he did have conversations with Mark Zuckerberg on promoting vaccinations online. I have had over a period of time, and I'd have to check the dates, Senator. Uh, yes. Honestly, I, I'd have to get the correct dates. That Mark Zuckerberg uh, of Facebook uh, had contacted me to make some Facebook live discussions about encouraging people to get vaccinated and how we can make sure that people understand the importance of vaccination. So there has been, and that's public record. I think anybody who has access to the public face of that Facebook would see, I think it were three conversations that I had back and forth with him about promoting the use of vaccinations as a public health intervention. Yeah, it was just about public health. It wasn't about censorship. We promise you. Zuckerberg confirmed what all of us knew to be real. He confirmed that the FBI could go to them and tell them whatever the hell they wanted you to think. And when they did it, it was totally fine. Zuckerberg was just like, look, they came to us and we did what we needed to do, right? That's election interference, my friends, with the Hunter Biden story. It's also interference with you getting the real information about COVID. This is not just about Hunter. This is about COVID as well, which is why I took the time to read that article to you. And Tucker Carlson put it this way. Weeks before the 2020 election, the FBI pressured social media companies to kill the story of Hunter Biden's laptop. Why? Because that was a story that might have prevented Joe Biden from becoming president. That happened. And we know this not because the New York Times investigated it. They didn't bother. They didn't bring you a special report in yesterday's paper giving you the details. The New York Times would never do that, even if they knew it to be true. And they may. No. We know this instead because Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook blithely admitted it, almost parenthetically, during an interview with Joe Rogan. Watch this. There was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York yeah, we Post. Too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, some, some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. Oh, so Zuckerberg. Just to be clear, you just saw it, but let's just unwind what we saw. Zuckerberg was asked, "Why did you censor?" the story about Hunter Biden's laptop. And he said some folks from the FBI came to us and indicated there was about to be a dump of Russian propaganda. Now, there's some rewriting of history going on in which some are claiming, some at Facebook are claiming, actually, that the visit from the FBI had nothing to do with the Hunter Biden laptop. But the answer you just saw was in response to a question about the laptop and the censorship of it. And the answer was Russian propaganda, Russian disinformation. Neither of those terms has an agreed upon meaning. They don't actually mean anything. What's Russian propaganda? Is it true? That should be the only question that any news or information company, including Facebook, ever asks. Is it true? Truth is the defense. No, it's Russian propaganda. Again, a term without a meaning. 
So we wanted to know more. We reached out to Mark Zuckerberg after that interview, and he responded to us to his credit. Zuckerberg confirmed that the FBI didn't put any of these warnings about Russian disinformation or propaganda in writing. Oh, well, of course they didn't. <laughs> Nothing in writing. And that makes sense. If you're the FBI, you wouldn't want to put that in writing because you were, of course, lying. At the moment, the FBI was warning Facebook about a propaganda dump that obviously would include Hunter Biden's laptop. They had Hunter Biden's laptop in their possession. So they knew perfectly well it was authentic. Because anyone who looks at it does. We have looked at it, and it's instantly obvious this is real. And, of course, we now know conclusively it is real. So that laptop was not censored because it was propaganda, whatever that means. And by the way, the FBI should never be in the information control business anyway. It was censored because it might hurt Joe Biden. And the FBI is the government agency that pushed for it to be censored. So can you trust our government? No, you cannot. Biden, quote, there's not a single thing that I've observed at all that would affect me or the United States relative to my son, Hunter. That's just a lie. And the anchor, Scott Pelley, should have immediately called it out. And he should have said, with all due respect, Mr. President, the American people don't believe you. Right. With all due respect, Mr. President, the, the, the American people don't believe you at all. The American people think that you are lying to them. The American people think that you benefited. The majority of Americans think you made money off of the business deals. That's what he should have followed up. But did he? No. Because they take their marching orders from the government who gets to decide now what you get to hear and what you can share on your own social media accounts. And that is censorship at a level that we've never seen in this country. Certainly not during my lifetime. Make sure you share this podcast, please. Uh, also, write us a five-star review. Uh, we've had liberals that don't like what we're saying, and they write us one-star reviews, which hurts us when it comes to reaching new people, a new audience. So if you would write us a five-star review uh, and hit that subscribe or auto-download button, we would appreciate it. We'll see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.